today on CityCast Denver. We asked you for your Denver love stories to help us mark the big day today. Stories about special people, places, and pets with a Denver connection. And wow, did you answer? My producers picked out a set of their favorites, and I haven't heard them yet. I'm so excited. So let's sit back and enjoy your stories together. Today is Valentine's Day, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Hey, CityCast crew. My name is Max, and for Valentine's Day this year, I wanted to surprise my girlfriend, Michelle, and tell our Denver love story here on the podcast. So I work at a bookstore down on South Broadway, and this past summer, we hosted a weekly mutual aid fair. One of the organizations that had a table on our sidewalk was Little Red Books, a group here in Denver that runs a free book stand, as well as offering other resources to unhoused folk and people in need. I loved the idea of getting involved with them and working with the community through books. But there may have been another reason I wanted to work with LRB as well. The girl working the table at the mutual aid fair was very cute, and I thought she was so cool. (laughs) I wanted to become friends with her from the moment I saw her, and that's how I met Michelle. From our first date at the Botanica Gardens to working out together at the Carla Madison Rec Center every week, I get butterflies in my stomach every time I see her. She makes me want to be a better person. She builds me up and we support each other every day. So I guess I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank her and tell her how much I love her. Anyways, uh, thanks for letting a guy get sappy and happy Valentine's Day. actually crying Paul (laughs) that was so beautiful and then all the things they do together go to the botanic gardens go to work out together and then she makes him a better person Uh, I just love this story so much thank you that was from friend of the show Max longtime listener for the almost year we've been on (laughs) um that was so lovely oh my gosh I need to I need a Kleenex. This next one is from a listener named Mora. Hi, my name is Mora. I am from the north side, uh, a neighborhood more commonly referred to now as Jefferson Park. I was born and raised here, and I'm just calling with my love story. This neighborhood has nurtured my family since the early 1900s. We have been here a very long time, and being on the north side is something that just brings my heart a lot of joy. And more than I want to say my love story to the north side is I want to say it to the north siders. We might not all be living in the exact north side coordinates, but we still see each other on the weekends and laugh, and we've raised our families, and um, they're my people, they're my family. And for the rest of my life, I will deeply love and honor and respect to the north side for providing my community of north siders and people that i love so that's my 
Denver love story um, to all my Northlighters out there who are listening to this. I love you. Oh, oh my God. This is like the dream call that I was hoping we were going to get, Paul, when we asked people to share their love stories that also connected to a place. And I love that Morris says it doesn't matter if you're not in the North Side anymore. You still have that connection that keeps you together. And I think that's something that's really overlooked when we talk about gentrification is like people do get dispersed and displaced sometimes by choice, sometimes not. But you're always still connected to a place. And ugh. Bora, what a great story. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Next up, we have a story from Mackenzie, and then we'll have a short break. Hello, my name is Mackenzie, and I wanted to share my Denver love story just in time for Valentine's Day. In the fall of 2019, I started taking intermediate Spanish classes at a language institute in the Cap Hill neighborhood. I told myself that I wanted to keep up language skills that I'd acquired during high school and college from atrophying, but more than that, what I really needed was a new way to spend my time after going through a really tough breakup. So during my second class, a fellow student who hadn't been in the first class, he arrived late. So he had missed the previous class and I noticed his cool leather jacket, but honestly, I was way too suffocated by my breakup to notice anything else about him, much less how cute he was. So months go by, class continues, it's twice a week in the evenings. And I remember really clearly during a class in late October, as I was listening to him explain a past travel mishap and trying to make jokes in limited Spanish, when I realized I had a new crush. Here was this guy who was curious about the world, who was trying to learn new things, even as an adult, and who's so handsome. And I saw him twice a week already. Like, I really hit the jackpot. But reconnaissance was necessary. So my friend and I plotted to get our entire class to um, a happy hour at Armida's on Lincoln, which RIP, that place was so fun. So during this happy hour over margaritas, two key truths were revealed to me. I really liked this guy and he was dating somebody else. For the next few months, I still sometimes had wistful thoughts about him every so often as I walked home from the class, but I was also really determined to ignore those feelings, to just focus on myself, until one day, he mentioned that him and his girlfriend had broken up. Now, is it wrong to experience happiness from bad news? Yes. Did I in this moment? Also yes. After the next class, the two of us went to Charlie Brown's piano bar for a drink. The conversation, the laughter, the smiles, it felt like the best date of my life. But was it a date? Did he think about me the way I thought about him? I had no idea. When we realized that we shared the same favorite bar in Denver, he suggested that we go on Friday. So I floated home. I was so happy. Only to be yanked rudely back down to earth when I checked my phone calendar and realized that Friday was Valentine's Day. And this to me was proof of how far romance was from his mind if he didn't even realize that. 
And yeah, as it turned out, he had definitely forgotten about Valentine's Day. But over text, we both decided to go to the Thin Man anyway. And I was like, I have to tell him how I feel. I have to end this date, non-date conundrum, and just be honest about my feelings. So as we sat at the bar, under the soft glow of the red lights nailed to the ceiling and under the watching eyes of the many Jesus icons hanging from the walls of the thin man, I told him I really liked him. And he said, I like you too. Now that was Valentine's Day 2020. A few weeks later, Denver shut down, but him and I decided to keep dating and to see where our relationship might go during a global pandemic. Last year, we had to recreate the Thin Man with string lights and a cardboard sign and some very coveted bottles of Pliny the Elder, courtesy of Bronnie Braylicker. But this year, I definitely think we will be able to celebrate Valentine's Day at the real thing still together. Well, Mackenzie's like the coolest. I can't believe I don't know her. The fact that she was hanging out at Armida's, Charlie Brown's, and the Thin Man. This human being knows the Denver spots that have that kind of ambiance that I just love. So if this guy wasn't falling in love with her just based on where they were, it was like clear they're like the same kind of person who like the same kinds of things. So I loved the Denver connection here. And RIP Armida's for sure. Best place in the city of all time to do karaoke. So I loved that story. Uh, And Mackenzie's a great storyteller. Wow. Uh, Okay, next we have a story from Tara. Hi, my name is Tara, and I'm going to tell you about my love story. This is a love story about a couple of older Denver natives that found unexpected love with an unexpected person. I met Evan at York Street Junior High in Thornton. He was the coolest kid that all the girls had crushes on. He started dating a friend of mine, and I started dating a friend of his. The four of us would sneak out to meet in backyards or at York Rural Park in our neighborhood. Then graduation came and life moved on. Over 25 years later, when I was adding a pergola to my back patio, I reached out to a friend that I heard did some home construction projects. And to my surprise, there was even. We caught up all night sharing stories of losing our mothers and going through divorces. And we didn't run into each other again until one Valentine's Day a couple years later. I was at a Subway restaurant on 16th Street Mall and I heard someone calling my name. I turned around and to see my uh, friend even. I found out later that he wanted to ask me out for Valentine's dinner that night. Um, but he didn't. (laughs) Our paths kept crossing all over Metro Denver, and another year later, even noticed on my Facebook page that I was working down the street uh, from a job that he was on in Boulder. Even asked me to lunch and to join him at Herman's Hideaway for a Prince tribute band, but I was a little hesitant. Um, I wasn't quite sure if we were spending time together as just friends or if he perhaps was interested in me. He kept me guessing for several more weeks as we continued to have lunches in Boulder and weekend dinners in Denver. Finally, one night, as we walked from downtown Lafayette back to my place, talking and laughing, always laughing, um, he kissed me. And really, we haven't spent a day apart ever since. 
that's my story. Thanks. I love this story because it shows you that our sort of paths are sometimes really long and cross multiple times before we actually connect. So what a lovely story. That was great. Next, we have a story from William. Hi, my name is William Dewey. This is my Denver love story. Take one. I met the woman who would become my wife when we were working at the Tattered Cover in Cherry Creek in 2002. I left Denver not long after that, but we kept in touch, and I would always look her up when I was coming back through the city. She would send me music she made in Denver and zines documenting the Denver underground music scene. And when I was on the other side of the world and I needed images of Denver for the cover of my Denver novel, I commissioned her to make the photographs. We reconnected in 2010, courted each other at Barracudas and Gabor's, and got married at the Mercury Cafe. We moved away for a short time, but when we were ready to start a family, this was the city we chose to return to. So much of our shared identity is wrapped up in Denver. A lot of those institutions have disappeared, but our love remains. I love this story too. Again, what? how are these amazing people just coming out of the woodwork to tell us about all these beautiful places? Barracudas is gone. Gabor's is long gone. Again, the one of the best, I hesitate to call it a dive bar, but it was the best bar in Capitol Hill. Best jukebox, best, best uh, bartenders, just a lovely, lovely place. And I also love that this shows how when you're connected through something like music and art that that will transcend space and time. So, ugh, William, thank you. Last but not least, we have a lovely story from our own CityCast producer here, Lizzie. And yeah, so here's a story from Lizzie. My name is Lizzie. I'm one of the producers at CityCast Denver. And I just have to tell you the story of my cat, Toothless, especially because I adopted him five years ago, exactly, just before Valentine's Day 2017. Um, so I've been thinking about adopting a cat, grew up with them, love cats, but never had one of my own. And so I found myself at the Cat Cafe on Tennyson, Denver Cat Company. Um, I was there with a teen I was mentoring at the time. And while I was sitting on the steps just inside the entrance, a quiet little black cat came over and crawled into my lap. and. He was an older cat, about eight years old at the time, and he just completely charmed me. He wasn't like bouncing around like all the kittens and would mostly hide out in a corner, but he really noticed me and chose me on actually more than one occasion. So I thought about it for a while and decided that yes, I was ready to adopt a cat. But when I submitted my application, I actually found out that someone had beaten me to the punch and their application to adopt him had already been accepted. So, I mean, right now, thinking back on it, I'm like, man, <laughs> my life would have been so different without Toothless. But at the time I was, I was sad I'd missed the opportunity because I was like, you know, an overthinker. But, you know, not too sad. I didn't really know him that well yet. A week later, on the day his new owner was supposed to come get him, they bailed. And I got a call, 
and I had a second chance and I was so happy. So yeah, five, that was five years ago and we are still together. He's now about 13 years old. And yeah, so I named him Toothless after the dragon and how to train your dragon. And we're just pretty much inseparable. You know, at night he curls up next to me on my bed and I absolutely spoil him rotten. I even took him on a trip to the mountains last summer, though I think that was probably more fun for me than for him. At least the driving part, not a big fan of cars. But anyways, I love being a cat mom and Toothless is the absolute best. And we're so grateful to our cat cafe for just like facilitating our meeting. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Over the weekend, a train derailed in central Denver, ending up in the water and blocking part of the South Platte River pedestrian trail near Park Avenue West. The Denver Post reports that the lumber cars were empty and no one was injured. The cause of the crash is still unknown. This comes after another train owned by the same company, BNSF, hit and killed an employee last week in a nearby rail yard. Wondering why your trash hasn't been picked up? Even though the city just changed trash recycling and compost collection schedules to make things more manageable, Denver is still struggling with staffing. According to Denverite, the solution is simple. Just leave your cans out an extra 24 to 48 hours and solid waste will eventually be around to pick them up. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We've got even more of your Denver love stories in there today, so definitely head over to denver.citycast.fm if you're not already a subscriber. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. What an adorable story. Oh, I love Toothless.